Welcome to Rewind. Uh, do you have your notes pulled up? Um, my phone wasn't ready, but okay. I, 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 it, you're good now. Take two. Welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where we go back in time and randomly select a movie to give our uneducated opinions about. I'm Matt Morris, and this is my co-host, Gabe Whitehurst. Wow. Fast. <laughs> Fast and loose. I gotta get through it. You sounded like a, um, like a robot that got kind of caught up on its own... Like it, like it had a little glitch. My question is, how do you know I'm not? This is true. <laughs> <laughs> I could be a robot. Just, uh, man, those robots are so realistic in uh, the Oscar Isaac movie. Ex, um, ex Machina? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that movie's creepy. Mm-hmm. But those great. real robots. Oh, they're people? They're people. Oh, I thought they were ro- actual robots. Oh, you thought they made robots for the movie? Yeah. I mean, I was like, man, you did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar Isaacs is a robot. He kind of is a robot. An acting robot. He's an acting machine. He's one of the best actors. Uh, the preferred right nomenclature now. is machine. All right. I take offense to robot. <laughs> oh, you're a robot? No. Oh, I'm you're just, a machine. I, I'm a machine advocate. <laughs> <laughs> you're a uh, machine ally. Yeah, yeah. I, um, <laughs> I go into uh, anti-machine rallies and hand out Pepsis to people uh, and try to bring about peace. Topical. Between humans and androids. Actually, not at this point, because it's <laughs> going to be about two months from when that happened, but... Still. <laughs> it's still relevant, man. Pepsi can just diffuse any situation. Uh, Pepsi can't diffuse uh, the situation when people don't have Coke, because then you're drinking Pepsi. I was just about to say this episode was sponsored by <laughs> Pepsi, but then you endorsed Coke, so I won't say that. If Crystal Pepsi comes back and they endorse us... Crystal Pepsi. Crystal Pepsi. Say it with us now. What's up, Matt? How are you? I'm great. I'm just drinking some Hop Slam. You know what I did before I came over here today? What'd you do? So we're adults now, right? We have responsibilities that we didn't have as children. Yeah. Things you never thought about. For a while now. For a while. (laughs) We've been adults for a while. (laughs) I'm 30. Yeah. Still, though, today, before I came over, I was rushing because I thought I might be late. I got here right on time. But I cleaned the sink, the drain in my sink really? in the bathroom. Impressive. And the drain in my tub. Yeah. We've been having some uh, some drainage issues. I just buy Drano. Right. So that's what I did as a younger adult. Yeah. Just, the lazy option is just throw some Drano down there. But yeah. now we're in New York, and, you know, and these pipes are like built when like Adam and Eve were, were created. <laughs> and dude, I pulled out... I don't. Some of the I, worst. I don't want to hear it. Filth that you have ever seen. I'm going to show you. Are a you going to show me a live picture? on air? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! It looks like a dead rat, dude. This hair was like it's got to be from like '74, like just like 19, <laughs> 1960s. This was like the biggest. Guys, I can't even describe that to you. Just try, try to describe it. It looks like a dead. It, it, it looks, looks like, like a, a dead Peat rat, decomposed like was... rat. Like it's just skin from a rat. It honestly does. <laughs> and it just, might be. There's just fur and hair sticking out of it. It made me want to vomit. Yeah, but you know what? My sink is just draining like a champion <laughs> right now. <laughs> you want to clean my sinks for twenty bucks? Twenty bucks? Yes. Oh, okay. I'll definitely do that. It's a lot cheaper than I not thought. That, it's not that hard. Yeah, I just haven't figured out how to do it. It's or... disgusting, though. I so. feel like if I broke anything, my complex would murder me. I just want to say, in, in this life, the only thing that women and wives really ruin is drains. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I think it's safe to say that. But no offense to them. They also get hair like on your socks and in your Dude. beard. Oh. 
All over your socks. All over your you socks. You walk across my apartment with socks on, you're yeah. going to look like a woolly mammoth in no time. <laughs> There's going to be blonde hair trailing from Same. your feet. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the worst when I get to work and I have one of Sophie's hairs in my beard and I just like pull oh. on it and it doesn't end. It's like oh, the handkerchief oh. trick that the, the... And no one told you the whole subway ride? You yeah, said... which is weird because her hair is like above her shoulders now. It used to be longer, but it's yeah. still like, I feel like it just goes on forever. You know what? When it's when it gets in your beard, it just, it's somehow it always <laughs> magically gets longer. Yeah. It's because I have growth <laughs> serum in my beard. Oh, that's why. To give yeah. myself a manlier beard. The same beard. thing happens to me. I'll, I'll pull one out of my sock. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's nothing. Oh my, oh no, it's two feet long. <laughs> it won't stop. And, I, and it like tickles your foot as you remove it. It's weird. <laughs> These are these are marriage things. This is good banter. Yeah, this is good banter. <laughs> Talking about our wife's hair. Yes, yeah, so we're back. We're back. We're back. With season two, episode two. Season two, episode two. Uh, this is February. Today, we're talking about a classic <laughs> horror, thriller, sci-fi, sci-fi thing. thing. And it's called Sphere. Barnes is wrong, you know. What do you mean, wrong about the storm? No, about the sphere. What about the sphere? It's a lie. Why do you say that, Harry? There's something inside it. How can there be anything inside it? There's no door, no seams. The sphere chooses what it will and won't reflect. Doesn't that seem like the actions of a conscious being to you? Okay. Pop psychology, you want to know what this is really about, I think, for whatever it's worth. You're angered towards uh, our friend Ted in there because he figured this out before you did. Really think so? I don't know. This is my first underwater session. (laughs) you're right Ted did figure it out first didn't he good shrinkage (laughs) we're all gonna die down here you know what curious Ted did figure it out time travel and when we get back we're gonna tell everyone how it's possible how it's done what the dangers are but then why 50 years in the future when this spacecraft encounters a black hole does the computer call it an unknown entry event why don't they know if they don't know it means we never told anyone and if we never told anyone it means we never made it back hence we die down here, just as a matter of deductive logic, Norm. Damn, I wish I could get inside that sphere. Sphere is a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, uh, I'd never really heard of it before a few weeks ago when we were at a get-together with some people and someone like, mentioned it. Was yeah, it John, was it John? I I brought it up because okay. I, I was telling our friend, our our friend teacher mm-hmm. man John Stark, who we hope to have on the show later. Yeah, um, I was telling him about season two, and I and I mentioned that we drew sphere, mm-hmm. 
and I was talking about my past experience with Sphere, and he was like, "Oh, Sphere!" And <laughs> blast and from the it's past. It's a bad man. movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I I've seen Sphere. I hadn't. Yes, this is um, the first time, first go around for me. I have no idea why, but for some reason in my home, mm-hmm. Sphere was like around. I think my brother watched <laughs> in it. In a VHS my, or something? I, don't, I think. Like, yeah. I don't know how or why. My brother saw it, maybe, and he probably introduced it. He saw it at a friend's house. I don't know. I have no idea. He's three years older than me. Mm-hmm. He must have seen it. And then, of course, wanting to be like my brother, I probably watched it like in my room or something. I don't know. I, I watched it as, as a kid, and I, w- I was totally freaked out by yeah. it. As a kid, there's no way I would have had the attention span to watch this movie. Well, absolutely no way. <laughs> here's what I discovered while watching it last night. <laughs> I didn't really have the attention span because I was like, I oh. still don't. As as an adult, I completely understood it. I was yeah. like, great, I'm on on par. And I was thinking back. I was like, man, as a kid, I just knew this was a really eerie, creepy, like mind mind blank of a movie. Yeah, and uh, and it just like was like creepy and weird. Yeah. Now I get it, and it's bad. Do you get it? I do. Okay. I, well, we'll talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. It's it's a bad movie, but yeah. I get it. Yeah. All right. So, um, the budget was eighty million. It grossed thirty-seven million. Huge flop. Just died quietly at the box office. At it's, the bottom of the ocean, it died. Yeah, they it blew lowered up, it. Into blew up its at the grid. bottom of the ocean, just like this, the the spaceship. Uh, some notable actors and actresses. We got Dustin Hoffman. Greatness. We got your Sharon Stone. I don't know a lot about her. She's 90s, famous. 90s actress. Fatal attra- yeah. uh, not Fatal Attraction, uh, Basic Instinct. Yes, Basic Instinct. Yes. Uh, infamous scene in that movie. Yes. Um, and then Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, Leave Schreiber, he's back, Yay, dude. He's, he's back. back. He's, he's the demon worm. He's back from the dead again. And then Queen Latifah. Hey. Hey. I forgot she was in this movie, but... Queen Deservedly a, so. You know what? She's a good actress. She's good, but she doesn't really get a good she, role in this she movie. She doesn't. Robert Ebert. Uh, Robert Ebert? Uh, Roger? <laughs> Wow, Roger Ebert, in his, uh, in his evil re- twin brother Robert. in his review of this movie, like definitely calls out, not in a joking way, like that the African American always dies first, which is true because she dies first. Yeah, and I, I guess that was the thing. I mean, I know that was always a joke. I don't know if that really was a thing. It happens in like every Scream movie, which Leave Schreiber was in. That's right, like every Scream movie. That's right. I think Sharon Stone was in them too. Maybe really? I don't know. I think so. Anyway, she's in it. Yep. Queen, o-, o Q L. Queen Latifah. <laughs> yeah, OQL. My girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, the director is Barry Levinson, who directed Toys. Hey, guys, I'm Barry Levinson. Is that what he sounds I don't, like? I don't know. Oh, okay. That's... Toys with uh, Robin Williams. Yes. Also a terrible movie, <laughs> but more interesting than this. Rain Man, good movie. Definitely a good with, movie. Uh... Definitely, definitely a good movie. That, <laughs> yeah, are you doing the Rain voice? Man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman in that one. And then Good Morning Vietnam, also a good movie. And Wag the Dog. Wag the Dog with Comedy. Dustin Hoffman. Um, and Diner. Mm, I've never seen Diner. Diner is a famous movie that skyrocketed the career of one Mickey Rourke, oh. who is incredible in that film. Interesting. Uh, you should definitely watch it. And okay. a lot of other guys, but it's a great movie. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, this movie is adapted from a Michael Crichton book uh, who wrote Jurassic Park. Yes. Yeah. Greatness. Jurassic Park ended up a good movie. <laughs> yes. And it's a great book, too. Yeah. I would recommend it. This one didn't. Mm. This one did not make it. Again, uh, I'm sure it's a good book. <clears throat> Sounds like a cool book. Sphere? Yeah. Read it. I will. I'll come back and give you a report. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson would work on this film during the week and then would work on Jackie Brown on the weekends, a Quentin Tarantino movie. Just a hardworking man. Hardworking guy, making a ton of money, I'm sure, from both of these movies. Jackie Brown did, I think, pretty well. 
<laughs> yeah, I need to rewatch Jackie Brown. I watched it a long time ago. I was way too young to, to grasp. Yeah. Again, I, I was a kid and I thought I knew what film was and I was like, Yeah, Jackie Brown, it's Quentin Tarantino. Haha, <laughs> but I was like fifteen. I yeah. know, you know, whatever. I need to rewatch it. Let's uh let's watch it uh let's watch it tonight. Maybe, maybe we'll do a bonus episode of Jackie Brown for some yeah, something a like mini sode, yeah, if knows? you will. Uh and another thing I just felt that was interesting was uh Joseph Hahn, the DJ and the rock band Lincoln Park designed the sea snake through uh oh, concept yeah. art. So uh, yeah. there's a, like a snake later in the movie that kind of wiggles around and yes. gets in Dustin Hoffman's shirt. Yes. And again, as a kid, I thought this was all fascinating and horrifying and, yeah. and wonderful, but I yeah. didn't understand what the movie was about. But now um, I do. But in the end, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> I fought so hard and got so far. <laughs> but in, in the, the end, end, it doesn't it, even matter. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> we're on to Lincoln Park humor. That's what we're doing. We're scraping the bottom of the, the oh please the, man. The humor Lincoln barrel. Park was the band in the nineties. Uh, they were the band. Um, what are some other great Lincoln Park hits that we've all forgotten? Uh, um, one step closer to the break. That's right. My mom did not like me listening to that music. <laughs> That's a an angry song. There's a lot of angry Lincoln yeah. Park songs. I think uh, Lincoln Park added to our anger. What, as, what was the youths. one where the music video was like him and there was a sink and there was a lot of glass windows? <laughs> I don't <laughs> and know. There was a woman. And, I don't know. Uh, oh man, it was one of their sl- it was one of their down tempo songs. I don't know. Linkin Park is, is, is pretty horrible. Their hey. first album. Hey, 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 hey. hey, hey. hey, hey. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> their first album I thought was incredible. Yeah. When I was a kid, it has like some rap on it. Yeah. Oh. In the end is still a, like a decent song. I could listen to In Matt, the End. You could really, I could, I could listen really, to it. Matt? I really, really. <laughs> I still like some of that '90s alternative. I'm going to be totally honest, dude. I I, I can I can work. I out could jam to, to the... some Incubus. I could jam oh, to some Linkin Park. But Incubus is incredible. Incubus is a great band. They're still an amazing. Band. Listen, I'm going to need you to stop. You don't like you don't like Incubus? <laughs> I do. Okay. Well, I mean, what am I the only guy? You're not gonna like, talk about my Lincoln Park like I'm that. I'm the only guy here who who likes Incubus. I mean, what is it? I, you I, got I, a weird Christopher Walken Arnold that, Schwarzenegger mix. That was Woody Allen. Was that Woody Allen? I mean, you know, I come on. I, you, I I'm allergic to death. I mean, I, <laughs> I okay. You had to point it out to me. Oh, but no. Okay, you got to you know work what? on these impressions. That is your fault that I had to See, point it out to you. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even try to do impressions, so I don't have to suffer the. Give me one right now. Go. Let's play the impression game. Ready, Tom Hanks. Uh, hi, <laughs> I'm Tom Hanks. That's a tough one. I don't think anyone. <laughs> he really... just sounds like a, a normal guy. Ian McKellen. I'm, I'm the wizard. I'm Gandalf. <laughs> I can't See, do it. I'm only gonna try. Why okay. would I try? Do you Whatever. have any trivia? I have. I have a one piece of of good trivia, but I want to talk about it at the end because it deals with the plot. So I'd rather. Okay. I'd rather mention. We'll that save right. it. Yeah. So we'll jump into some scores. Thirty-five on Metascore, six point <laughs> on IMDb. Metacritic. Metacritic. The Metascore on was, Metacritic. Okay. Yes, the Metascore yeah. on Metacritic. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> uh, one and a half stars from Ebert. A little bit better than Phantoms. Ebert. Slightly. Ebert. And then twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is slightly worse than Phantoms by one percent. I only got twelve percent. Twelve percent. Ugh, that's understandable. It's always bad when a movie that takes place primarily underwater mm-hmm. doesn't make any money because it, they cost so much money. Yeah, to make. It's always bad when a movie that takes place primarily under the water isn't The Abyss. <laughs> <laughs> Even the abyss, though, is not that. The great abyss of a is movie. much better than this. It movie. is better. It is better. Yeah. It's a creepy movie and it's weird, but it's also unsatisfying at the end. And it looks just like this movie. It looks good. It does. This it was made before this movie, great. right? Yeah. yeah, slightly before. I think it was like ninety five, ninety six, maybe. I don't think it was uh, way before. I don't know. Whatever. 
we won't uh, we won't get into that. Which but is, oh, I need to rewatch the Abyss. So let me preface this episode by saying that um, this movie is very dense on uh, lame pseudoscience, uh, and I'm not going to go into a lot of that. And it became very difficult to learn like where to take notes in this movie. So we're probably going to skip over some things. If you're a sphere fan <laughs> and you like sphere, I'm sorry, but we're probably going to miss some if stuff. If you run that Tumblr called ilovesphere.com. <laughs> First of all, shut it down. <laughs> Turn it off. Second of all, stop get a paying, life. Stop paying for it. <laughs> Nobody's going to it. If you wrote that research paper on the brilliance of sphere, <laughs> I feel sorry for you. I mean, the pseudoscience isn't. I don't think it's bad. I mean, I, I, I bet if you it, read the book, it's super interesting. The reason, okay, it's not bad. It's not bad pseudoscience in that maybe it's wrong. It's right. bad pseudoscience in the way they deliver it. This is, okay. this is an awful script, and I'm not exaggerating. This is a terrible, terrible, terrible script. Yes. And this I is agree. the reason the movie fails is because yes. of the script. It could have been cool. Yeah, it could and have I, been. And I think it was. It it's a cool suffers. idea greatly there's a lot of great talk about extraterrestrials and what it would be like to encounter them there's a one really short scene mm-hmm. of great pseudoscience i think that we'll talk about later but mm-hmm. um yeah you're right the script is bad 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 bad. Bad. bad bad to the bone so we open in a helicopter and uh, norman goodman is, who is dustin hoffman is a psychologist and he's going to this um what he thinks is a plane crash site and the guy who's piloting him doesn't know what's happening so yeah out of the gate, there's some uh, lack of clarity about what's happening. He just um, knows over the last two days, mm-hmm. he's flown in and flown out several uh, high-profile yeah. scientists, scientists, researchers, people. The guy flying out on the helicopter, flying the helicopter, does not know. But here's a here's a piece of trivia I forgot. Mm-hmm. Do you know who's flying the helicopter? No. Huey Lewis of Huey Lewis and the News. Don't take money. Boom, boom. Don't oh, take really? fame. Boom, Interesting. Boom. Don't need no credit card. Yes. See, like I know the I know the song, but I don't know the the band. Yeah. Huey Lewis and the New, I don't. Yeah. He's just apparently he's just a little okay. actor. Uh, cool. Yeah. I saw that he uh, the director thought about having a duet at the end with Queen <laughs> with Latifah Huey and Lewis him. and Queen Latifah. <laughs> I'd be interested to, to hear that I'm, deep cut. Uh, I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> I'm sad they didn't do that because I would love to know what it would have been like. <laughs> what a great meme. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. It'd be amazing. Um, so Norman is led to his quarters, uh, and this is where he runs into Ted Fielding, who is Lee Schreiber, and they know each other. They know of each other. They're both big scientists in their field. Um, Norman is a psychologist, and Ted is an astrophysicist, Correct. I believe. Yes. So they know of each other. There's a little bit of um, connection there, but not too much. They have a tense exchange, and, and mm-hmm. he says to Lee Schreiber, oh, you son of a bee you haven't changed after all these years and he's like what he's like 31 in this yeah movie. he's pretty young he's pretty young <laughs> looks like a young guy um but one thing i'll mention norman dustin hoffman has been brought out here he says to the pilot to huey lewis <laughs> huey lewis, <laughs> huey lewis the news, to them. Uh, he says i'm a psychologist and he's like oh you're a shrink and he says yes uh, plane crash whatever he says i'm on the list of of people mm-hmm. who the faa contacts if there's a plane crash to get out and deal with survival victims yeah so when he gets there, he's super antsy to get to these people. He says he has to get to the plane crash victims within two hours. If not, it's wasted. You might as well send him home. Their, emo- their emotional trauma is too great. Anyway, I know this, I'm getting into it, but that's his back. Mm. He thinks, as you mentioned, but that's why he's there. He believes he's on this list of special people, and that's why he's there. And yeah. so, yeah. Uh, we learn in the next scene that he's been lied to. So Captain Harold Barnes tells Norman that they found a spacecraft in the ocean. So Peter Coyote. 
Peter Coyote. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's spelled the same way. I'm sure way it's as Coyote. coyote. He's a great actor. He's how else ha- would you say it? Coyote. 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 <laughs> no, I don't think it's Coyote. <laughs> um, so as he tells Dustin Hoffman, yeah. you're not here for a plane crash. Mm-hmm. The whole introduction to, P- to Peter Coyote, a.k.a. Captain Harold Barnes, mm. he's wearing like Ringo Starr sunglasses. Yeah. He's a cool guy. Why is he doing that? Because he's cool. They're in the depths, the bowels of a ship. And yeah. he's like, hey, buddy, you've been here long. He's like, only three hours, blah, blah, blah. And they have this introduction. He's wearing sunglasses the whole time. Gabe, just because you're on a ship doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your fashion choices. You're right. He's got to look ultra cool. He's got to look good. In the Navy. We, we learned that he's a member of NASA. Yeah. Or, or the o- o- OSSA. OSSA. Yeah. Um, Something like that. Ultra classified. Yeah. Special like force. And he, and he tells Dustin Hoffman non, very nonchalantly, plane crash. It's not a plane crash. And he's like, what is it? He goes, spacecraft. Yeah. He's kind of cocky about yeah. it. He's like, he's such a dick. He's <laughs> spacecraft. Like, <laughs> Duh. What do you think you're here for, you freaking idiot? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this, in the next scene, the scientists are briefed on the spacecraft. And so this is Norman, who is Dustin Hoffman, Ted, who is Lee Schreiber, uh, Elizabeth, who is Sharon Stone and then Harry, who is Samuel L. Jackson. So those are the four. Uh, Elizabeth is, I believe like a bio medical biologist, biologist, biochemist, biologist. Uh, and then Harry is, um, psychologist. Is he a psychologist? Oh, oh Harry, sorry. Harry, Harry, Samuel Harry, L. Jackson. He's a mathematician. Mathematician. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So, um, yeah, they're just like briefed on what it is. It's a really long spacecraft they found on the ocean. Uh, they have like these heat maps of it and they have like a base set down there. So they're going to go to that base. Right. So they're being trained. The ship, according to their research, according to them, I don't know, they, they say it landed yeah. 300 years ago. Yeah, 17... 1709. So to, technically, yeah. according to Samuel L., 288 years ago because yeah. he's a mathematician. He's doing all the math in his head. Um, yeah. So it's a spacecraft from the future past future past we'll get into that <laughs> but i gotta say though all these these characters are like really likable yeah like if this had been a slightly better script this would have been a bearable movie absolutely because these these people really nail what they're given and i, w- I want to say i i wrote a note down that said samuel l is good yeah he was really he good, good in the first half of the movie and then later he sort of becomes the villain. Yeah. And yeah. he kind of is bad, but he's so good in the in the first like 20 minutes, he's so great. I, I think he's even good later on. I think Yeah, okay. He's, he's convincing. I I like him a lot, but I think lately, you know, he just kind of does whatever, <laughs> he'll whatever he wants. He's in that old man mode, but you know. Back in the 90s, he was still acting. He wasn't like being funny. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't like he is in Kingsman. I don't know if you saw Kingsman, Secret mm-hmm. Service. Whatever, he's a character in that movie. But anyway, he's good. They're all good. Yes, they are good. So Norman in the next scene um, briefs Harry, who is Samuel L. Jackson, about a report that he wrote. And he says that, um, this is where he says that he basically like fudged the report. Like it's a lie. He wrote it to make his house payment. It's why he's there. Yeah. He wrote the Bush administration, Mm -hmm. which they mentioned, the first one, not not George W., but old old Mr. Bush. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a leading psychiatrist. They contacted him to write a report on what it would be like if we were to ever face an extraterrestrial invasion. Mm-hmm. What would it be like to deal with aliens to meet them? Because he's a psychiatrist. And they... So in the report, he tells Samuel L. in this hallway, I just threw the names in of people that I knew, so I'm mm-hmm. sorry that I included you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I wrote you, I wrote Sharon Stone, mm-hmm. Dave Schreiber. Half of it was researched, half of it was just pseudoscience. I borrowed from Isaac Asimov. 
I borrowed from like science fiction writers. Essentially, mm-hmm. it was just fake. So Samuel L. was like, "It's cool. It's your secret's safe with me." That scene was improvised, by the way. Yeah, I read that note. Yeah. That was it. Was a good scene. Yeah, so, it was um, good. But that's why Hoffman is there. But tell me why Harry would be so okay with this? Why was, would he, Why uh, would he go a thousand feet below the <laughs> in the ocean? I, I, well, I mean, why wouldn't he? He's a he's a mathematician who gets to potentially deal with alien life i you, guess just because i'm absolutely terrified of the ocean that i would never want to go down yeah yeah um by the way you just reminded me i didn't read the tagline which is great for this movie ah. a thousand feet beneath the sea the blackest holes are in the mind like i told you yesterday the biggest holes are in, in the plot buddy <laughs> yeah I, I texted matt that that tagline and he wrote back the the biggest the blackest holes are in the plot yeah which is so, great. Uh, uh, <laughs> and 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 we'll get to that. It'll all make sense of why yeah. I think that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that most people who watch this movie think it's not complete. But anyway, the, the captain from NASA tells Dustin Hoffman, yeah. "Hey, the report that not, you wrote, not NASA, OSSA, OSSA, whatever." He says he says NASA, and he's like, "What made?" So it's like connected to NASA because it's dealing with spacecraft. He says the report that you wrote is like our Bible. We we live by that here. So Dustin Hoffman's like, oh crap, like, wh- whatever. <laughs> it really turns into a um, curb your enthusiasm moment. Like, <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, so that anyway, that, yeah. that's that's why he's there. Um, slightly before that, an important note, I guess, is that they're all being evaluated for their their mental capacity yes. and stuff. And the really only important thing we learn from that is that Elizabeth takes Xanax every once in a while. Is what she says. Yeah, she gets nervous or whatever. Yeah. So she has a history with drugs or whatever. Small thing. Whatever. Right. Um, and the next scene, the scientists go through training, and uh, this is for like deep diving training because they're going a thousand feet below the sea. For reference, the Titanic is like twelve thousand feet below the sea. Yikes! So, you know, 12. you can hear about that in Raise the Titanic Raise season the Titanic, one of Rewind season Cinema. One. Yeah. Um, and um, and they also learn that if they don't decompress properly, they can explode, <laughs> which is like Event Horizon type stuff. Yeah. You know, where everyone like you explode from the inside out and yeah they get everywhere. briefed and he says when you come back up when mm-hmm. this is done you have to sit in a holding tank for like three weeks yeah. yeah there's an interesting note about that later maybe that's what you wrote down for trivia but it's not but i oh, read okay. it yeah um, they, they tested it with audiences yeah what 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 the audiences were like scientists i don't understand they <laughs> they were like this isn't believable uh you need to reshoot it and show them in a decompression tank for a week for a week so yeah I, I, whatever I don't, or else i'm not buying a ticket <laughs> This is crap. <laughs> I don't understand. That's why this movie's crap. <laughs> like that's what you the, yeah. the audiences saw it and that's the problem you had with this movie like Yeah. God, you haven't seen any good movies Your then. your priorities are not in, in line. Right. Um so they this is where they get to it really quickly. So this is in the first 30 minutes they descend in the ocean to the spacecraft. Yeah. And they go down into what's called the habitat, which is where they're going to be staying for a while. And there's actually, there's a funny scene where they're like Oh yeah. Is there, are they decompressing in like um, a chamber before they go into the habitat? Or? Yeah, so that the they they take this submarine and kind of it's kind of a funny sequence because they're descending at uh eighty feet per second or, mm-hmm. or or per minute, I think. Yeah. And so they're going really fast and they, they hear the pressure on the sub and Dustin Hoffman's like, Is that normal? He asks if that's normal like fifty mm-hmm. times in this movie. <laughs> He's a psychologist, dude. He doesn't understand. <laughs> he wants to know if everything's okay. Yeah. Um and they get there and they, they attach to the habitat, which is like these futuristic bubble you know, like a like an underwater hotel type of a deal. Yeah, um, and they have to get pressurized, Pre- deep, depressurized, pressurized. There's a lot of pressure down under the ocean. I'm gonna above. admit I don't fully understand the depressurization. Whatever. 
they all get into this like elevator and it closes and helium fills the the thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a funny moment. They all have helium voice for yeah. a few minutes. Leave Schreiber talks about like Ted is his name. He talks about what helium is right, and like what right. it does to your body and they yeah. all have high-pitched voices and it's funny samuel l says follow the yellow brick road and they all laugh it allowed me to decompress but then <laughs> and that's good man. <laughs> i'm glad then there was a funny moment that i was like this is stupid because uh-huh. apparently down under the ocean they have to breathe helium most of the time mm-hmm. they reference this twice in the movie although they never show it mm-hmm. and so it's it's just it shouldn't have been there the captain, uh, Coy- Peter Coyote, <laughs> as we're calling him. <laughs> I hope that's how you say it. I'm sorry, sir. Coyote. 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 Um, he hears them laughing, and he's like, all right, kitties, cut the, cut the laughter. Put on your voice regulators. They're, yeah. they're right behind you. Your voice regulators. Yeah. What? Whatever. Why? Because it's sci-fi and it's futuristic, dude. So they put on... It doesn't even show it. doesn't show it. Ever in the movie. No. But, but Dustin Hoffman references it later. But it's oh, like, is that the thing around their neck? Yes. I thought that was just like a necklace they wore. He well, but it doesn't show. Oh, I don't, what do you mean? That it doesn't even show it. I've never seen it. I didn't, Are you talking about the metal necklace with the lock at the end looking thing? I guess I didn't notice it. If you saw it, oh, I, I saw it multiple times. Then that's what it is. Oh, right. So oh later, later in the movie, Hoffman he goes, "If I take this thing off, I'll sound like a a guy who's getting his testicles squeezed." Oh, he makes a joke about it. <sighs> so they're wearing them the whole time that they're underwater. See, this is a problem with right, the movie. Right. They just feel like they need to cover every right. gap and they end up making things so confusing so, and so convoluted. Exactly. Why would you even have the helium thing and reference the voice regulator and then ne- never talk about it again? Why does it matter? Yeah, like nobody's gonna question that except right. for like the 10 the nerds, biologists. The, 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 that, the guys who run that Tumblr that they love sphere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only those guys. <laughs> which oh, doesn't man. exist. Dude, but... I did not put two and two together on yeah. that. Okay. So it's, it's, it's one of those Again, a thing with the script that I was like, you don't need that. Yeah. He's like, all right, kids, cut the, cut the laughter. Put on your voice regulator. They're right yeah. behind you, even though it doesn't show them at all. Yeah. And then it cuts to the next scene. I was going to say this is a don't watch, but this is now a watch <laughs> once because of that. No, watch once for other reasons. This was a bold <laughs> attempt at a good movie. It tried to be attempt. the abyss. It tried to be the abyss, and it failed. Yeah. All right. So they send the old team that was in the habitat to the surface. Their job is done. Um, and then, um, Harry, who is Samuel L. Jackson, wonders if the life inside the ship, the spaceship that's crashed, could wipe out the entire human race, basically. So he's just setting up that this thing is probably dangerous. We yeah. don't know what's in there. They haven't opened the doors to this spaceship from yeah. the, from 300 years ago. Yeah. So they don't um, know what's in there. But that, that was the moment that I really liked with good pseudoscience. They talk about extraterrestrials. They say, well, we assume they're always going to be green and insect-like and friendly. Yeah. And Samuel L. says, well, all the, all the pr- appropriate science, which I think is right. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one knows, right? But he's like, they could be bacteria. They could be surviving on... It could be like they could breathe uh, carbon monoxide gas or breathe uh, yeah, they know, could exude, cyanide gas. Yeah. And, and we, could, we don't know what it's going to be like. Yeah. So that was like a quick blurb of just like good science i think that was like you know interesting there, there was some stuff in here that was cool um I'll, I'll get into another point later that i thought was interesting yeah and, and cool but it's just a lot of it's just pointless and, yeah. and dumb but Whatever, small yeah. small stuff like that yes so it, so then they go to the ship i'm they, sure you're gonna say that next they go to the ship norman harry elizabeth harold and ted all walk in the ocean 
which is just sand in the bottom of a pool, and you can tell. <laughs> no, no, it looks good. It looks fine. No, no, oh, come on. Don't lie to yourself. I mean, they come show on, the man. ship way off in the distance, and they have to walk <sighs> down this underwater hill. You're right. It was filmed in a tank. I get it. But it Raise looks okay. the Titanic looked better than this. Really? Yes. I didn't. I thought it looked fine. Ah. They, they walk to the door of the ship. They listen. You're wrong, but we'll <laughs> agree to disagree. <laughs> All right, so now they're at the door. Let's yes. go there. So they they get to the door and they're able to like chip the paint in the door. And then Harry says like these are supposed to be like a advanced superior race with, you know, they're supposed to have crazy metals and stuff. But we can chip the paint on the door. Why is that? Right. Small observation. But the 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 main point of this is that the door like mysteriously opens for them mm-hmm. and just kind of lets them in. Yeah. Um. So Samuel they, L's like, who the hell opened that door? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> who the hell? Who the hell opened that door? <laughs> That's not the line. Sorry, I gotta but... clip that for my personal <laughs> use, just to use he, in he, everyday life. Samuel L. basically says, "Like, uh, I'm just wondering who who the hell opened that door." Yeah, and it's it's oh, it's mysterious. Who who the hell opened that door, Gabe? Who knows? The aliens. Yes. So they get inside and they notice tracks, like uh, from boots, footprints, footprints from boots that look like a human's shoe. Yeah, on the ground from the dust. But they say, hey, you know what? We should probably split up into two squads just in case. Yep. Just in case. Right. And uh, so they have 30 minutes of air, which is important, even mm-hmm. though it's not. But they want to make you feel like it's important. <laughs> they say, well, we better explore fast because we only have 30 minutes of air left. Doesn't come into play. Even though it probably in real life took like 30 minutes just to walk to the ship. Oh, yeah. The habitat is like a mile away, by the by way. By the way, are they wearing weights? Why aren't they floating? Why aren't they floating? What do you mean by that? In the ocean. Why aren't they floating they, in the ocean? I'm sure the shouldn't suits it be, are heavy. Yeah. Shouldn't it... Um, well, their clothing is made of like nylon. It doesn't yeah, but, but Leo Schreiber, when they're in the alien spacecraft, yeah. even though it's not alien, <laughs> as we come to discover. Teaser. Um, they're in the spacecraft. He says, geez, no one told us how heavy these were yeah. outside of the water. So it's, oh, okay. I think it's definitely Another heavy. one-off explanation. Of, yeah, yeah. yeah why, well, okay. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, so while they're broken up, Norman and Elizabeth are in their own team and, um, he breaks the news to Elizabeth that he made up the paper. Um, and this is where they learned they had a relationship before she was a, a patient seeing him as a psychologist. Uh, and, um, and she like mocks him and says like, gee, Beth, I thought you knew I was married. So they had like some sort of like possible sexual yeah, relationship. He, I think he had an affair with her. Yeah. I think that's implied later, but yes. at this point we didn't we didn't really know what was going on. Right. And then as they're walking, a, a random elevator just like forces them up to the top floor. Yeah, they, they split up and they're walking and all of a sudden they're on a platform. Mm-hmm. And it goes it's like the fastest elevator you've ever seen. Yeah. It's like, whoop. <laughs> Where <laughs> it, they need it, to be. It goes slow and then it's like zzzz, and it goes super fast, like fifty stories up. And what was funny in that moment is that the audio is just them like, oh, whoa, what, whoa. What, what, what's happening here? Yeah. They're super calm. I would have been like, ah. They're scientists, dude. <laughs> anyway, they get up to the top and it's a cockpit. Yeah, it's a cockpit. But before that, uh, Ted finds a sign that says trash basura. 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 Uh, so really weird. They found some English and Spanish writing on this sh- Alien spacecraft. Trash bin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We cut back to Elizabeth and Norman, and they find a decomposed body in a chair. Uh, it's human, and it's it was human. killed by blunt force trauma. 
they find a pack of almonds in its hands and it's American writing. So they deduce that it's also an American ship. Yes. Uh, and they find a machine that they press a button on and it tells them that like, it's like a 3D movie, like you're in a planetarium. Uh, it's and... a nice little futuristic moment from yeah. 1998. It was like Minority Report-ish. You know yeah. how that was the first movie that you saw people, Tom Cruise manipulating things in the air? Mm-hmm. It was like a... I don't know, like a projected screen and you can move things and now yeah. they do it in every futuristic movie. Mm-hmm. I re- I realized Sphere did it, that. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. And it just basically, it, it shoots through the universe of like lightning, not lightning, but light speed, like through. Well, they're, they're trying to find some sort of a log. Yeah. So they realize, essentially without saying it, they realize that this is an American ship. Mm-hmm. This is a ship, presumably from the future. Yeah. That landed... 300 years ago in the past. Well, they can see the last two digits of the year. So they see like 45 and 54 or something with a date. And so they think, wow, that must be 2054. 2054, but it could be 1754, which is stupid because they didn't have that technology back then. (laughs) But she says, she's like, I don't know. This could be like 1854 or 2054 or 2254. (laughs) We don't know. Obviously, it's from the future somewhere. Yeah. But they're going through this category, Mm -hmm. uh, not category, uh, um, um, What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. They're going through a log, a ship's log. Okay. And they pick, log works. They pick something that says unknown event. Yeah. Unknown and, event is important. And Dustin Hoffman says, well, touch it, click it. So she touches it and it, it projects around them yeah. futuristically this event. It records it. And it's like them whizzing through space into a black to hole. A black hole. Yeah. And no one knows what that was. Unknown event is important. Keep yes. that in mind. Yeah. So it's at this point where they go further in the ship, and uh, I guess they reconvene at this point, but they find the sphere. The sphere. The eponymous sphere. Big golden ball. Yeah, big golden ball. They think it might be mercury or something or whatever, but they look at it and they realize they don't see the reflections in it. So Reflects everything but them. Everything but them. So it's selectively choosing... And they say that they realize they think the ship was designed to go retrieve things from space to bring back to Earth to study. Mm-hmm. And they went and found this big sphere, and it's, yeah, whatever. Yep, yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, so into this movie. <laughs> I, I, I love this movie. I love this. I'm, top, buying, I'm buying this for you for your birthday. It's a top 10. Can you buy me the Blu ray? I'm buying you the VHS. Oh my God. I'll just burn that. I don't have to do that. Um, so um, they get back to the habitat and uh, Ted thinks that the ship came through a black hole and that it's from the future, which obviously it is because they saw that firsthand. Um, and this is where they do some of that pseudoscience stuff where they have to explain what a black hole is and blah, blah. how we travel through black holes and we don't know what they really are because we haven't been inside one before, whatever. Uh, the important thing is that there's a cyclone coming, uh, but not a cyclone. Um, it's like a hurricane. A hurricane. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think they use the word cyclone, but it's it's like a tornado on the ocean. Yeah. Uh, whatever the word is for that. I, wouldn't it, a tsunami, hurricane, whatever. Whatever. They said it. They called it like four different things, but I think it's like a tsunami. So they're gonna have to evacuate at some point. Um, and then Harry, who is Samuel L. Jackson, I think doesn't want to leave because he's seen this thing and he wants to know what it is, the sphere. Yeah. He's like a moth to the flame. Exactly. The so sphere. They, they're told they need to rest for two hours or whatever. They need to decompress in their bunks uh, or whatever. They have to lower their metabolism to prepare for uh, decompression. Prepare for decompression. Because they're going back up to the surface now to escape the storm. Yeah. 
Yes. We got to prepare their metabolisms for <laughs> decompression. Yes. Well, whatever. <laughs> and then, uh, so Harry, while they're all resting, sneaks out and goes to the sphere. Uh, and then he gets... <laughs> so I'm going to try my best to describe this for you. You yeah, kind of yeah, okay. just have to see it. Yeah, but okay. so he's face to face with the sphere. Mm-hmm. You see his reflection in the sphere and it opens up. And you kind of just see this um, projection of him inside you see his, of the his sphere. reflection. You see his reflection. His reflection, but it's it's a flattened version of him, <laughs> and he just like floats all the way to the top <laughs> through the sphere and disappears. It's impossible to describe. It, you just w- have to see it. Well, no, I think you did a good job. He stands in front of it. You see his reflection like a mirror, and his yeah. reflection floats, kind of like a like a bad movie where like a, a dead body spirit floats up to the like to, when you put mail in the slot and it sends it through the chute yeah like that his reflection kind of like floats up the sphere on the surface and disappears up at the top and then he's inside the sphere his body physically disappears yes so harry's in the sphere and dustin hoffman wakes up from the nap the alarms are going off because harry samuel l has entered the sphere and they're trying to figure out where he is, and the, the captain is like, why didn't you tell me he wanted to go in? He's like, I didn't know. I'm Dustin Hoffman. How would I supposed to know? I didn't know. And uh, so now he's upset. So Dustin Hoffman runs away to try and go get him. The funny thing about this scene is that the, the uh, what's his name, the captain? Coyote. Yeah, okay, we'll just, call him, Coyote. we'll just call him Coyote. I forgot his name in the movie. Coyote. We'll call him Coyote. He, uh, he is like, we can't leave now because I'm not just going to leave somebody. So yeah. Harold is like, we're, or, uh, Norman's like, we're not going to leave? What, right. What? What? So he like he's so interested in leaving the yeah, ship he, he, that he wants to go get Harry. Sure. So he wants to go. He wants to get suited. He wants to go in the ocean. He wants to go to the sphere, which takes like two seconds, by the way. That which is good. Thank, thankfully, it's yeah. good. He leaves the 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 habitat and he's in this he's in the spaceship in like five seconds. It takes two seconds, but it's still <laughs> a two hour twenty minute movie. <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so um. He goes and he finds Harry Pastel on the floor, but he's alive. He still has vitals. And then, does he go in the sphere? We don't know. Do we know? Oh, we don't know. Does Norman go in the sphere, Gabe? I don't know. <laughs> we don't know until later. We'll find out later. But he brings Harry back to the habitat. Brings Harry back. Um, and then the sub on the surface cuts them loose. So yes. there was a sub on the surface that was waiting for them to get there, but it took too long for Norman to get to Harry. So they're like, got to peace out or we're going to get caught in a tsunami. It cuts them loose, meaning it, it has a power supply yeah. connected to the, to the undersea station. So now they're on internal power and yeah. they have five days, another right. time limit that doesn't matter, but they're like, <laughs> they want to throw it in there anyway. They say they have plenty of food, plenty of air, plenty of whatever. Yeah. They're good. Uh, and then uh, probably my favorite sentence I've ever written in my entire life. <laughs> but uh, Queen Latifah is killed by jellyfish. <laughs> oh, really? That, that's, do you hate Queen Latifah? No, I just think it's funny that, that I wrote sentence? Queen Latifah is killed by jellyfish. Okay, well, you can't just say that and not explain <laughs> it. So uh, basically, Queen Latifah, what happens is there is an emergency submarine connected to the underwater sea station. Mm-hmm. The reason it's there is in case any blank stuff goes down and the s goes down you get in the submarine and you flee from the space you the space station the underwater sea station the spaceship the thing about it is you have to go reset the timer on the submarine every 12 hours mm-hmm. if you don't reset the timer when it hits 12 hours it will detach and float to the surface yes because it assumes something is wrong and it needs to tell people whatever yeah so she goes to reset the timer mm-hmm. and Mind you, Samuel L. has been in the sphere 
and she is walking to the the. She re- resets it. She's coming back, and all these jellyfish. She doesn't of, make it out of nowhere. These jellyfish are like around her. Yeah, and she's like, "This is amazing. It's so beautiful," and it is. It's really. It's a really for ninety eight. It was a pretty good scene. Good CGI. Mm-hmm. All these jellyfish, beautiful, floating around, and then they like get a little too close, mm-hmm. a little too aggressive. Yeah, and they like start attacking her. They break her face plate, so she drowns to death. It's a pretty suit. violent death. Yeah, she she has a horrible death actually. But she's just like, ow, oh, she, well, she's freaking ow, out. She's these, screaming. These jellyfish. <laughs> she's screaming for people to help her. By the way, there fifty percent of this movie is people screaming into a radio and nobody answering them. Yeah. No one answers her. Dustin Hoffman's just like chilling in the canteen. Just yeah, he's like listening. He, yeah, he's just like listening to it on the speaker like, hmm, <laughs> someone's dying right now. Hmm. Harry uh, Samuel L. is, I think he's asleep yeah, at this point. He's, he's, he's dreaming. Asleep. Yeah. Anyway, she dies a terrible death and they have mm-hmm. to go get her and then it shows them like pulling a long tentacles out of her nose. It's pretty yeah. gross later in the movie. That's yeah, gross. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, the next scene, Harry is up now and is singing in the shower, and uh, nothing bad is happening. He's awake. Interesting. He's very awake. He's very awake. As Leo Schreiber says. Yeah, he's much different than he was earlier. Um, Harold confronts Norman about his relationship with Elizabeth, so he's the captain. He's Coyote. He, uh, so he learns that she like attempted suicide in the past, and that's why she went to go see Norman. Yeah, and so she has instability, and he's mad about that. Like, he's, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you? Well, yeah, why'd you include her on this mission? Yeah, why'd you pick her? She's unstable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I put Harry as awake and very active. Um, yeah, he's eating a lot. He's like super happy. He's really detached emotionally. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of like, "Hey, what's up, guys?" Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> hey, man. He doesn't yeah. talk about the sphere. Yeah. He's weird. And Dustin Hoffman is feeding him, mm-hmm. and he gives him a plate, and he's like, "Mmm." Mm, I'm Samuel L. Mm, onion rings. Oh and he, think, he thinks they're onion rings. And he's like, Dustin Hoffman's like, nope, these are better than onion rings. Calamari. And then Samuel freaks out. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and Leo Sharper thinks he's choking. He tries to save him, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's trying to say something. He's trying to say, and he just, he's like, I hate squid. It's like, I'm not choking you, idiot. I'm not choking you, mother. <laughs> I hate squid. <laughs> That's his uh, his uh, Pulp Fiction coming out. <laughs> yeah. So apparently he's terrified of squid, or he, he doesn't like squid. Yes, he does not like squid. So Important. And such a dumb way to do it. Why would you have calamari? And why did Dustin Hoffman <laughs> give it to him so menacingly? He like puts it in front of him and he's like Here stares at him while he eats it. <laughs> did well, he, why did he know that he's he wouldn't like, like it? He's yeah. eating eggs. Okay, he's eating eggs and toast and orange juice. <laughs> yeah. Like and then they give him a plate of squid. I yeah. don't understand. It's a Japanese breakfast. It's so oh, <laughs> it's such a bad way to set up his fear of squid. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm tired. So you're checked out. I'm tired, too. man. Let's go. Let's All right. get this over with. <laughs> um, this is the cool part of the the movie where they have first contact with the alien. So yes, um, the alien is scrambling their computer just seeing a bunch of numbers on their screen and then harry as a mathematician figure out how to how to decipher it and he just like they have a center keyboard um 
uh, key. Cent- a center keyboard. A cent- <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> they have a center keyboard key, and then it spirals outward to these numbers. And that makes no sense to our listeners. I know. The it's point hard is, to explain. The point is, they real okay. They realize there's a certain way to decipher a code that yes. is up on a computer screen. Yes. They hack the code so that the keyboard, when you type it, it enters a bunch of numbers to communicate with whatever this message is. So they decipher a code. Mm-hmm. And then, and I don't know if you wrote it down. The code set. The code says. Yeah, the code says a few different things. They kind of have a small interaction with it, but the first thing says, "Hello, how are you? I am fine. What's your name? My name is Jerry." Yeah. And they're all freaked out by that, so they start talking. And then he says, "I or the alien says, I am pleased to be in contact with your entities. I am enjoying this much." And then he says, "I make a journey. You make a journey. We make a journey together." And yeah. then he says, "I am happy." Yeah. And I, I do like this scene. This is a cool scene. This is a creepy, cool scene. Because um, it's almost childlike, the alien. It's like, yeah. It's good. It's, it, they sit there and they talk about this entity that's been alone for the last 300 years that hasn't had anyone to talk to. And now it wants to talk. And there's a great line by Dustin Hoffman in this scene where they say, they're like, the other scientists are saying, what a basic, weird conversation. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, it's actually... Uh, Samuel L. says it's actually perfect. You know, it's like it's short, concise, to the point, almost child, almost like the way you would talk to a child. Yeah. In- insinuating that this is a smarter being than they are, talking to them yeah. like a child. Whatever. Dustin Hoffman is like, well, let's uh, let's be careful. He's like kind of like side, <laughs> side mouth talking. like, And he says, well, Jerry's happy. And they're like, yeah. And he goes, what happens if Jerry gets mad? <laughs> <laughs> what? What happens when Jerry gets mad? Which Jim? is a great little line. It was in the trailer. You know, <laughs> yeah. what happens if Jerry gets mad? I thought Who that knows? was good. Who you knows know? what happens when Jerry gets mad? What happens when Jerry Seinfeld gets mad? <laughs> I mean, what's the deal <laughs> with fear? <laughs> Nothing. That's the problem. So um, later on, they all go outside the ship, um, all of them together, to find this body, and it's the other uh, Queen Latifah. Like it's a woman that went out to go reset it's the not ship all of again. them it's just dustin and sharon stone oh i thought it was all four of them no no they hear anyway. they're, they're all spooked out right now they're all they're all scared they're all scared spooked. and uh they hear a clanking clunking sound and they're like yeah. what is that and it's a someone was the, the the woman who was on the ship the other queen latifah lady mm-hmm. who isn't queen latifah yeah was like killed yeah in the water by a something by a something it's uh, gross. Her ch- her feet are all yeah mangled, chunky and, and mangled, yeah. and flesh is ripped out of them. Uh, this is where they get attacked by a giant squid, and eggs fall from the sky. Not the, the sky, but the top of the ocean. Yeah, they don't know it's a squid yet, but it obviously is on the radar. It's like a, just a bad image of a squid for like yeah. two seconds. <laughs> yeah. It's like a huge squid. MS Paint squid on the radar. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and they just have to run back to the ship. And right. they, we never see the squid. It's well, so it's it's kind of cool. The I want to see the squid. Captain Coyote is like you have a large object, eighty yards in closing. Yeah, sixty yards, forty yards, twenty yards. It's right on top of you. Get inside, and they're freaking out. And Samuel L. It cuts to Samuel L. Who is dreaming, and his eyes are all wigging out like he's in REM sleep. Yeah, and on his chest, Great band. is a copy of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Uh huh. If you haven't read that book, there's a giant squid that attacks the crew of this mission. 
Mm-hmm. So he's been reading this book, and now he's dreaming, and all, all of a sudden they're getting attacked by a giant squid, and all of a sudden it disappears. It's yeah. not on the radar anymore. It's gone. So it's a figment of their imagination. Well, we don't, doesn't say that yet, Matt. Quote, unquote, uh, question it's mark. It's a manifestation yeah. of fear, basically. Yeah. Um, because he went inside the sphere. Yeah. So they talked to Jerry again. Um, they made Jerry mad. So that's the squid came from Jerry is what they surmise. Right. Um, and then there's like this really dumb scene of them like pulling levers and turning valves the to squid, like the squid correct atta- the pressure because yeah, yeah. like the squid is like constricting the habitat. Yeah, it attacks it and there's there's cracks and pressure gets messed up and they have yeah. to fix it. So they fix it. They fix eventually. it. Um, okay. And then Jerry says that he's going to kill everyone. Jerry gets mad. Jerry gets mad. The, the entity that they're speaking with. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, then, and then Barnes and Ted die. Barnes is like crushed by a door and <laughs> Ted is set on fire because all this stuff starts going wrong in the ship. Ted is a squid. Ted is Lee Schreiber. Ted is Lee Schreiber. Yeah. So eventually we're skipping over a lot here, but there's a, there's a big issue on the ship. It goes bad everything goes wrong yeah captain coyote gets caught in a pressurized door and gets cut in half yeah and then leave schreiber they're in this room basically there's a squid here's here's the best explanation there's a squid mm-hmm. attached to the, the, the station mm-hmm. to get it off the station they have to send an electric current on the outside of it to, to shock it and get it off the yeah. station but every time they've tested this defense mechanism it causes an electrical fire on the inside yeah and they're like, just do it, just do it. Ah! And they're freaking out. It's going to cause a fire. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. So Dustin Hoffman does it. Oh, he thinks there's no fire. And then all of a sudden there's a fire like in the whole station. Mm-hmm. And then everyone basically dies. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where it became difficult to take notes because it's a lot of explaining. Yeah. It's a lot of talking. Yeah. It's a lot of running away from covering over. Yeah. Stuff. Covering over holes that were there before. Leave Schreiber becomes a human s'more. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. He His gets, face he gets, gets straight up roasted by, by a giant flame. Yeah. And this is where the stop calling me Jerry line comes in. Yes. So the computer's mad because you're calling it Jerry. Dustin His Hoffman. His name is not Jerry. He survives. Yeah. He's like, Jerry, what's going on, Jerry? Jerry, Jerry. Yeah. He says it like a hundred times. Yeah. And the computer says, stop calling me Jerry. Stop. My name is Hank. <laughs> it doesn't say that. <laughs> um, My name is Hank Hill. And then even after it says that, it disappears. It kind of comes in and out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Jerry, where'd you go, Jerry? Yeah. Jerry. <laughs> it cuts like 20 times. That scene was so funny. Yeah. I recommend watching this oh, movie. Jerry, that come scene. on. Where are you, Jerry? <laughs> um, and then this is where we start to think maybe Jerry's living inside Harry, possibly, because he was asleep during that entire attack. Yeah, and he's still acting strange. He's, he's really, strange. again, he's detached. Yeah. Norman thinks that maybe... Harry is the root cause. He comes back and finds him sitting in the cantina reading 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Mm-hmm. He realizes you're just, uh, you're acting kind of strange. He says, you seem strangely detached given our predicament. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's an attack? What? I must have slept through it. Yeah. But before that, Norman went out to set the mini sub so it didn't float oh, away. Sorry. And then he gets yeah. like attacked by a thing, whatever, like a snake outside. In the oh, water. Yeah. There's that scene where you can't see the bubbles or you can't see over the bubbles in front of him because he's like his oxygen tank yes, isn't working. His or oxygen whatever. tank ruptures and he freaks out. And Harry's watching him on all of the million cameras that they have all over this entire compound. So they can right. see everything that's happening at any right. time, at any moment, at any angle. Um, and then uh, Elizabeth comes back and she was supposed to be watching Norman during this thing, but she said that Harry took over for him. For her. So 
for, for her. So all that we have left is Norman, Harry, and Elizabeth, and they're all starting to kind of turn against each other a little bit. They're yeah. all starting to suspect each other. Norman gets very mad at Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. She blames Harry. Harry's like, whatever, Sharon, I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. There's an issue with the food. Okay, the food thing. Remember the food? Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we have to mention it briefly. Okay, so yeah. Sharon Stone goes out to the to the space station, the spaceship, to try and find food, and and she gets back, and Norman is like, "Why'd you do that? There's all this food here." And she's like, "When I left, there was no food," and he's like, "But it's all here." And she's like, "Well, Harry must have hid the food." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Why would I do that?" And Dustin Hoffman's like, "Why would he do that? That doesn't make any sense." And she's like, "I swear to you, there was food here. I was trying to go find food. That's why I wasn't here to help you." And Dustin Hoffman is like kind of really mad in this scene. He's like, I almost died. You weren't there for me. So he believes Harry, whatever. And then she leaves. And then all of a sudden, there is no food. There's yeah. all these copies of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea in the pantry. Super mind trippy. Super, super spoopy. Hoffman freaks out. There's all these books and blah, blah, blah. And maybe mm-hmm. it is Harry. And then they realize, just so we can skip over some stuff, I'm saying <laughs> this. They realize that once you go into the sphere, uh-huh. this alien thing, it gives you the power to manifest your thoughts mm-hmm. and your dreams and your fears. So he realizes that all this crap that's happening is because Harry, Samuel L., went into the sphere, and now everything that he thinks about can be manifested if he chooses, or if he doesn't even choose it. He's dreaming, the squid happens, mm-hmm. the books are there. And, and the thing about it is Samuel L. doesn't realize this is happening. Yeah. And then they start to think Sharon Stone went into the sphere because she's freaking out. And then they think maybe Harry went into, or Norman went into the sphere a lot of people go in the sphere. There's some manifestations going on. I would go in the sphere. They all turn against each other, and they realize, oh, well, the blunt force trauma from that guy on the spaceship, mm-hmm. the same thing happened to them, guys. They went into the sphere. They all freaked out, and they killed each other. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're all dead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you covered about the last 25 minutes I'm just minutes trying to movie. just skip yeah. over it. <laughs> it turns into this mania yeah, of fear. <sighs> Everyone's afraid. Everyone's if there was tripping. if there was any shred of hope, this movie could have been somewhat yes. okay. It like gets, it gets completely shattered in the last part of this movie. It's dragged out. It way really too does. Far, way and too they're like all so they've all been in the sphere, and they all have ability to control the world around them with their fear. But they don't know they're doing it when it's happening. They don't know they're doing it. So they're all three trying to get out of this place before these explosives that Elizabeth set go off. So yes. that's the that's the catalyst. They have to get out because they're all going to die if they explode. Right. And they're like trying to walk down these hallways and they keep like getting cut off because the doors will stop and they think they're back in a mini sub and it's so confusing, <laughs> well, guys. Well, that that part's that part's not confusing. So what happens at the end? Let's jump to the end. Yeah. All right. I think we've made it this You far. went there. I did go there. <laughs> they basically realized that the explosives have been set. And they're yeah. like, crap, Sharon Stone, why'd you do that? Yeah. She's she, like, maybe she, I imagined doing it. Right. I was afraid. Right. I think she freaked out and she went out and yeah. set these explosives and didn't remember doing it. And they realized, well, we have like, the, the, the weather has passed. We have to get to the surface. We're going to die down here. She goes, she, or, or they, they leave, they walk to the mini sub and they get inside of it. Mm-hmm. but they don't realize that because they're so scared they think they're back inside the spaceship so it's it's kind of a funny scene they're all sitting in this mini sub mm-hmm. but it cuts back to them in the spaceship and then now they're here and now they're there and now they're on this elevator and now they're all over this ship but it's all in their mind bro <laughs> the whole time they're sitting on this mini sub yeah 
And finally, Norman is like, we're not going to die down here. We're, and he focuses and he pushes the button to detach the sub. And they start getting up to the surface and the bomb goes off. <gasps> and the whole 300-year-old spaceship explodes. Explodes. There's a lot of explosives that were just supposed to blow up coral around the <laughs> right. ship. Yeah, it blows up the ship. Yeah. They make it to the surface. And now you can finish... They escape. They escape, and this is what we talked about earlier, where test groups were upset because they <laughs> they said that, hey, they need to decompress for like two weeks. Yeah, so it shows them in the, in the chamber, decom- they, decompressing. Yeah, they get put in a, in a holding chamber, and they're supposed to like brief the military on why everyone is dead and why $100 million in equipment are yeah, yeah. gone. They blew up a 300-year-old spaceship. They got to tell someone. They got to be accountable for something. Yeah, and they... <laughs> <laughs> what i hate the ending of this movie dude oh, okay let's give it to me let's okay go. so <laughs> they were supposed to die because it was an unknown event how the ship got there right so harry said because the ship went through a black hole and nobody was around to tell them why the ship got there in the future that they all died, presumably. Dude, time travel is so confusing. Because nobody was around to tell them what happened. They all died. But no, they got out. And now they all decide they're just going to forget what happened so they don't have to tell the military what happened. Right. They, they, but the, okay, the movie sucks and is confusing. The ending is admirable. No. They realize, they say, here's the thing. They say, we were given this gift. We went into the sphere, and now we have the ability. We still have the power. Yeah. Even, even upside, even like topside, above the water, we now have the power to manifest anything we think about. Mm-hmm. They realize this power is horrible and deadly and massive and incredible. Because humans can't control their fears. Exactly. So Dustin Hoffman says, hey, we, tr- we were given a shot. And with that one shot, we blew it. We, we almost killed each other in the process. We freaked out. We didn't do well with this responsibility. Mm-hmm. So now, how can we figure this out? Let's just forget. Yes. because And I think that's good. Because the army was going to come to them and say, what happened? And they were going to tell them. And they were going to say, oh, we have a weapon on our hands now. And they were like, the human race is going to destroy itself if we, if we let this power be known. So they agree to forget. Then they hold hands and do a kumbaya thing. <laughs> if humans are so imperfect, and you remember <laughs> the time when you were like seven and you peed your pants in the amusement park ride or whatever, you're never going to forget that you saw the sphere. Dude, you're never going to forget it. But they have the power to forget. That's the stop. Thing. They have the stop defending but that's the this point. movie. I'm not defending it. That's the point. They say, well, even they, just like you, they say, how do we do it? And they're like, I don't know. Let's just let's just count to three. So they hold hands, they count to three, and when they're done counting, they're like, why are we holding hands? And they've, they've forgotten. All they have the power to forget? That's the point. Why? Because the, the, the sphere gives you the power to manifest whatever you want, right? So they say, we're going to choose to forget this. So they, they use their powers to forget that it ever happened. So they're so pure, they can put aside their human well, instincts that they I... just said that they couldn't control? Yes, they can't they okay can't, but, but they're 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 <laughs> safe now they're above the water there's no more pressure they're they're okay, okay. and they say we're gonna we're gonna use our special alien powers okay. to forget that this ever happened they hold <laughs> hands they sing kumbaya they say one two three on three they open their eyes and they've all forgotten they're like why are we holding hands what are we doing here so then they kind of sit there and that's the dumb thing about the movie is that they're like they're just sitting there at the end 
And then it, it never show, shows them having to be accountable for what happened. It just shows a sphere shooting off into the atmosphere. Yeah, and... that is so stupid. <laughs> as soon as they forget, the sphere is still there. Which and wasn't it, destroyed by the explosives, no, I guess. of course not. It's, 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 yeah. uh, it's indestructible alien technology. Yeah. It flies up through the ocean, flies up into space, and just like shoots off in a the more you know sequence <laughs> across the sky yeah. and goes away. And that's the end of the movie, right? That's it. <sighs> it's so much more complicated than that. Just watch it. No. Or don't, and you won't, whatever. Just, it, it, it's hard to explain. Okay, here are my thoughts. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I think I've already explained how much I hate this movie. This movie is trash. I would, I would never watch this movie again. I would never encourage that anyone ever watch this movie. It does one cool thing where they have the experience with Jerry for like two minutes. The script is probably the worst script we've had so far. Even worse than Race of Titanic. Even worse than, you know, Windwalker. Whatever. It's worse than all of that. I think this is genuinely the worst movie we've had. The last 20, 30 minutes of them trying to cover up plot holes. 10 five-minute sequences throughout the movie are them trying to explain, okay, we're not going to have plot holes because I got to explain how we do this and how we do that. This movie is two hours and 20 minutes long because of that. It is a long movie. It feels long. The acting is actually pretty good from Dustin Hoffman, Sharon Stone, Samuel L. Jackson, and Liev Schreiber. They're actually all pretty good, Um, but they can't save the movie. It's bad. Don't watch this movie. It's bad. Don't watch it. Do not watch this movie. Do not watch this movie. (laughs) Matt is just afraid of how brilliant this movie is. Um, I I do have to agree. It's not a good movie. The script is a piece of crap. I think the book is probably good. I will say this, Matt. Here's my piece of trivia. Mm-hmm. In the book, yes, Harry goes into the sphere because of curiosity, just like the movie. Mm-hmm. Sharon Stone, or whatever her name was in the book, Elizabeth. Elizabeth goes into the sphere in order to get power over both of the men ah. and try to control the situation. That's cooler. Right. But here's what's even better. In oh. the book, Norman... The main character, yes, he goes into the sphere because he realizes he has to defeat Harry and Elizabeth in order oh. to in order to save them all. Yeah, to get out of this their predicament, he willingly goes into the sphere to gain the power to manifest whatever he can to get out of the situation. See, that's cool, right? Why didn't they do that in the movie? <laughs> I don't know. In the movie, he goes into the sphere and doesn't remember that he does. Yeah. And so then they're all, every single one of them is victim to their fears, which, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't make for a good action movie. It makes for a confusing movie. Yeah. Just like we had. If he had gone into the sphere in order to protect them and fight them and defeat them, that would have been kick-ass. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't do that. Doesn't do it. So I have, to, I have to agree with Matt. I think this movie, if you're just interested... I'll say it's worth one watch, but honestly, it's it's a long. Movie. It's gonna feel long. It if you feels watch it. long and slow and sloggy. So I agree. Either don't watch it or watch it if you're a film nerd. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. But it's it's a bad attempt at the abyss. It didn't achieve that status. So yeah, there you go. That is sphere. That is sphere. <laughs> sphere. Sphere. Uh, so, uh, what do we say our next movie was? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Uh, I gotta look that up real quick. It's okay. While you look that up, uh, remember we are now playing, we're coming to the segment of the show where we play our new game. It's a movie. Yes. It's, it's a guess that movie quote. Guess that 
Movie quote. quote. Guess that quote. Guess that quote. Welcome to Guess That Quote. There can only be one podcast. One podcast. One podcast. To remind you, I've got three points from last episode. Matt has two. Yeah, I'm yeah, currently I'm in the behind. Lead. I'm currently in. Do you the want to lead. switch? Do you want me to go first? This like me give the quote the first this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's switch it up. Okay. Matt's gonna give the quote first this time. Maybe there's some advantage I don't know about. Probably not. I think okay. I'm just better than you. <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> All right. So uh, here's my quote. It's kind of a long one. Okay. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. <laughs> Commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix legions, and loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. Gosh, I have no idea. I can't. Uh, a gladiator. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Give was, me a challenge. That was three seconds. Give me a challenge here. All right, you have six points. I've got six I'm, points. I'm going to make it harder next time. I know, I know. Hopefully you'll get this one. I, you, you. Now that I realize you're picking super easy stuff, I'll try to help you out next time. Okay. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yep. Tyler sold his soap to department stores at $20 a bar. Lord knows what they charged. It was beautiful. We were selling rich women their own fat asses back to them. Ugh. <sighs> Soap, department store, women. Tyler, soap, department store. $20. Oh, Fight Club. There you go. All right. You help me. I said Tyler. That's all I said, but I said it yeah, in the quote. that's true. I said it in the quote. You reiterated it. All right. That so was fast. Fight Club, yeah. <laughs> that uh, was a speed round. Three points for you. So now you're at five and I'm at six. Yeah, still one behind. We're closing in on each other. Let's here. make him a little bit harder next time. I mean, that was harder than yours. Yours was like, that's true. Duh. Gladiator. Not everyone knows Gladiator. Come on. Raise your hand if you know Gladiator. You can't see me. Gabe is raising his hand. I know. I know Gladiator too. All right. Cool. Well, the, that was our segment of uh, I guess that quote. That's okay. Hey, it yeah. is. It, now we know. It's all. It's going to be short. Sometimes. Did you figure out what we're we're reviewing next? I I do know. Um, it's called the Newton Boys. It says you in four years you robbed eighty banks. Yeah, we robbed a lot of. <laughs> We're going to get the big banks, because that's where the money's at. Who's going to handle security? I reckon I know some fellas we can count on. 20th Century Fox presents... Welcome, boys. ...the true story of one family who became the most successful gang of bank robbers in history. Addy. Hey. Here's a bank robbery, and I want all your money. All the banks is insured now. We are just little thieves stealing from the big thieves. There's more money in that pile than Paul made in his whole life. Ain't you a little young to be running a hotel? Ain't you a little young to be staying here all by yourself? What the hell with picking cops? You have quite a line, Mr. Reed. You'd be right about that. You only get to make one mistake with this. They find a finger or a toe. Well, that's what they'll marry. We should probably leave now. Boys, we fixing to make history. The Newton Boys. I suppose I could give you um, 70 cents on the dollar. And I promise never to tell anybody where they came from. 85 would be better. We promise never to rob your little bank. 
Yeah, I don't know anything about this movie, so... Uh... Lots of good boys in this movie. Lots of good Newton boys. <laughs> lots of good Newton boys. Uh, Ethan Hawke, McConaughey. Newton. Lots of good Fig Newton boys. Lots of good Fig Newton boys. Mm-hmm. They used to make strawberry Fig Newtons. They don't now. Man, they were so good. I've only ever had the uh, regular right, the, fig, who, who, fig Who kind. likes figs, right? Am I right? Me. Strawberry Fig Newton was incredible. Although they'll constipate you if you eat too many of them. I thought they would help you. I thought that was the reverse. Mm, I think if you eat too many, it'll constipate you. I thought it was poopy time if you ate figs i don't know somebody it doesn't uh, matter somebody try it and let us know thanks for listening everyone find us on facebook and twitter at rewind cinema pod email us rewind cinema podcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. if you like the tunes it's from natural anthem natural anthem.net is where you can find them yes and until episode three of season two watch, watch more movies Show you Are you going to show me a live picture? On air. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! It looks like a dead rat, dude. This hair was like it's got to be from like seventy four, like just like nineteen nineteen sixties. <laughs> this was like the biggest. Guys, I can't even describe that to you.